Hey, thank you to Helix for sponsoring this podcast. Adam has had his Helix mattress for almost a year now, and he's loving it. It's it's actually hard to get him up. In fact, he won't stop talking about it. You'll understand what we mean when he goes into detail. Thank you for the detail, Adam, later on the episode. But for now, we want to tell our listeners about a special deal going on. Our Sleepy Time Pal Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and... As if that's not enough, two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Paula. That's helixsleep.com slash Paula. This is their best offer yet, and I'll bet it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. <sighs> hey, nobodies. It's just me, Paula Poundstone. And before we begin Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, I wanted to let you know that I am testing the veracity of the uh, sales pitch for Fabletics, which are a uh, kind of a leggings. Um, I forget the name of the lady, Kate Hudson, I think, or something. Uh, anyways, what they say on their ads is that you'll feel cute and confident. Adam doesn't know. Uh, I just wanted it to be between you and me. And so I'm going to keep checking in with him to see if he notices any difference in me. Because I got to tell you, normally... I don't feel cute and confident. Coming to you live from the Ray Horseman Studio in North Hollywood, California, it's Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, your comedy field guide to life. Tonight, what was your childhood pet's name? What was the street you lived on when your parents went through that ugly divorce? What was the name of the movie theater you sat in when you were 14 and that strange man plopped down in the next seat and asked you to put your fingers in his popcorn bag? What is the most personal detail of your life that should never be forgotten but you can't possibly remember when you're trying to recall the damn password to your Amazon account? Passwords, the new form of intellectual torture. How can we best manage our cybersecurity? Lou Rabon, founder and CEO of the Cyber Defense Group, is here to tell us how. Plus, where in the world is Thomas Coyne? The search continues. We have more updates on where Thomas Coyne is not. I'm Adam Felber, the keeper of this show's authentication protocol, which blocks attempts to steer conversation off topic. And now, please welcome the woman who somehow bypasses every conversational protocol and yet also still thinks that password refers to a game show hosted by Alan Ludden, <laughs> Paula Poundstone! Hey. Thank you so much. Welcome, Paula. So nice to be here. And let me just begin by reminding everybody that we are still having our 100th caller contest. Oh, no. Well, that was canceled. No, no. No, no, no. no. I read it's in going the trades that it's done. Not at all. 100th caller contest. Uh, our 100th caller wins any appliance from Roger Federer's appliance store across the way. And no. a chance to hang out after the game with Adam Felber. And absolutely not. And there's no game involved. But let's take a moment to welcome tonight's house band. And keyboardist, returning champion, Andre Alexander. Fantastic. Hey, Thank back. you, Andre. And, and guest of the podcast, too. He was a guest. He's uh, been our house band uh, twice and a guest once. I, ju I jumped in before you even introduced him because I was so excited about uh, the 100th caller uh, contest. But thank you, Andre. Um, uh, so, yeah. yeah. So that's great. Uh, yeah. Except for the 100th caller contest thing, which is less no, than great. No, it's really... People are so excited about it. And by the way, I also want to repeat that we are awards eligible. Oh, because it's award season. Yeah, it's just, yeah. Okay. I just, 
what awards? I don't. It doesn't matter. We're just awards eligible. Well, maybe the potties. Yeah, we talked about this. That there was, there is supposedly a potties. Awards. Well, no, because I mentioned it to Tony Anita Hall, and she said, "I don't know what they are, but I'm pretty sure nobody wants to call them the potties." Oh, I bet they would. I yeah, I would want to go to the potties. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Although I see what in you're the, saying. In the South, it's the pecans. <laughs> the pecans? Yeah. How do they call them? The well, pecan yeah. Awards? The, uh, the, no, the, uh, when I told you that when I was a kid yeah. and we would travel long distances in the car, yes. my mother had like a- Oh, pecans. Yes, exactly. I thought you meant pecans. No. Like the stuff that you make pie out of no, in the South. No, in fact, let me tell you, in the South, you don't call that nut that. You can't, because then other people would be like- Pouring pee into there. It's pecan. Yeah. It's pecan. That's the proper pronunciation. Pecan. It's pecan. pecan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And pecan invokes something entirely different. And, it sure does. And not really a How dessert did we product. get here? You had a business meeting on the phone this I week. did have a business meeting. <laughs> yeah, I did. How'd and, that go? Well, it wasn't uplifting. Uh, <laughs> it appears that if I had worked half as much, I would have made twice as much money. Wait, what? Yeah. Well, what kind for, of one thing, because for one thing, because we work so hard on the podcast. Right. And, uh, you know, we're not, I don't know how to break this to you, but we're not really in the black. Really? On the podcast. That's shocking. Yeah. But we have so many advertisers. Yeah. Don't let that fool you. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's just, you know, we're, we're clawing our way through podcast land. There's a, it's not easy to. But make if you'd worked money. half as much, you would have earned twice as much? They, okay. One thing we learned this from one of our guests, which is that I should make my merchandise. They said you should, wasn't it four times? You should charge four yes, times? Yes. We had it. We had cost? our. We had a small business expert uh, on the show a couple weeks ago, and he said that, like, just the rule of thumb is that you should sell things for four times what you're paying for them. Wow. Well, I don't know if he's including work in that, like the labor. I think he expects you to be paying for labor, so yes. Yeah. Well, a lot of the labor's mine. Like, when I sell my remarkably soft tripolybin t-shirts with the self-portrait on the left breast and the memorable memorable quote quote on on the back— Um, when I sell them on the road, you know, they're, they're folded and then rolled up and then tied with ribbon. I've heard well, of this. Who do you think does the folding and the rolling and the ribbon tying? I don't know. Uh, me. Oh, it is? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How it, much do you pay you for it? I am not, I, I am picketing next week. Okay, good. Well, um, you, you, I think it's about time you stood up to yourself. Yeah. I, yeah. I, uh, yeah. There's been a lot of labor issues yeah. At my house. Well, because you're working so hard and you're such a nice person and the boss is an asshole. Oh, my boss sucks. Yeah. Yeah, really sucks. Um, uh, That reminds me, one of the things that my accountants, uh, which I thought was so sweet, um, they got together and chipped in on a metal detector for me, which I thought was nice. And there's A, a lot metal of, detector? Yeah, there's a lot of hope for me increasing my- Oh, like the kind of thing you walk on the beach with? Yeah, exactly. Like that. Okay. Yeah, so like well, I can find quarters and stuff. That's a better business model boop, than boop, one we boop, currently boop, have. Boop. They said that I'm actually saving them money in ink um, by losing money because a minus sign takes less ink than does a plus sign. And red ink is so much less expensive than the black kind. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. So they were grateful, and that's really how they were able to afford, well, hopefully they'll I think, give you a nice the metal detector. Hold on. I think I'm getting a dollar. Uh, and the good news is you live in Santa Monica, so you're right near that beach. Oh, yeah. So I'll be able to make that part of my regular yeah, That'll be work great. Oh, I'm week. looking forward to us turning yeah. a profit then. Now, Paula, um, I, in addition to your many ventures, I understand that you're still pursuing your black belt? I am still pursuing Now, you stopped taking taekwondo, taekwondo lessons, didn't you? No, no. I never did stop. Oh, you never stopped? No. No, I still take taekwondo. But now kickboxing as well. 
Yeah. Um, the thing with Taekwondo, there's a little scammy kind of feel to it in a way because um, the it's belts a scam? you get. No, it's not a scam. I mean, I'm definitely improving and I'm definitely stronger and all those things. Yeah. But the, the, the scam isn't the right word. Um, uh, you get played a little with the belts. That's all. Like in kickboxing, there's no belts. You just go, you work out, you learn to kickbox. But with Taekwondo, there's belts. You know, it's this gradual thing. It's like leveling up, for example, in uh, in computer games stuff, game where parlance, it yeah. sucks you in to some degree. Right. So, what belt so, are you at? Uh, I'm on my lilac belt. Is that a thing? Uh, because well, now that sounds like a scam. <laughs> It comes right after the peppermint belt. Definitely a scam. Uh, I'm really excited about it. Um, these are not real belts. No, these are belts. Uh, you know what happened? I was I was having a midterm, right? I'm I'm partway in between the red belt and the black belt. Okay. And, um, and there's no brown belt in between. No, there's a brown belt before the red belt. Okay. I already got the brown belt. Okay. Um, what do you would you do? You have a collection of belts in your closet? I do. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I've really fallen for the whole thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, clearly. And, uh, yeah, I have the uh, dandelion chain belt. No, again, not a thing. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, anyways, I did the uh, midterm. <laughs> I did the midterm, and you know, you do what you do in the test is you do like a bunch of uh, you know how many push-ups can you do in one minute, that kind of stuff. But then you also do. Uh, the forms, it's called, which is a series of moves that are, you know, you do in an order, and it's different for each one, and it's different moves for, okay. for each uh, belt. So I've been working on it, you know, start with the, I don't know, whatever, the white belt or whatever, and then the yellow belt or the orange belt or whatever, in order, right? Right. Um, so you, you have to, like, run through all the forms. Right, exactly. And then, okay. um, but I've been doing it for, for you know, a couple of years. Sure. Go through the form. So when I went to do the midterm, he had me do them in reverse, not meaning... The only thing that was in reverse was instead of, you know, blah, 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 brown belt, red belt, it was red, red belt, belt, brown belt, belt blah, uh, blah, 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 yeah, blah, okay. right, and uh, totally fell apart. Couldn't do anything really? right. Yeah. You choked. Yeah. I sucked so badly. So you learned the sequence and you can't take them out of sequence. That is exactly right, which is important to remember in any kind of altercation on the street. I was going to say. Yeah. Like if, if somebody tries to mug you and- Yeah. They have use... to come on my left side. Yeah. While I'm facing the mirror. Uh, okay, and, and if they don't. With the for sale products over on my left. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a martial arts to me. It sounds like yeah. martial rote. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's really coming along. So anyway, so, yeah, yeah. Like I'm excited. I'm very excited. Well, I'm it, excited you know? for you to be excited. Yeah. And I'm excited that you have a vocabulary word for us I tonight. do have a vocabulary word, but let me just say, do you notice anything? About you? Yes. No. Okay, just checking. Uh, I have a word, Adam. Okay. It's uh, Myrmidon. Myrmidon. Uh-huh. It's a noun that means follower or subordinate of a powerful person, especially one who is willing to engage in dishonest activities. A Myrmidon. Yeah. Hmm. That's a good one. Hmm. When will we ever need that word? I don't know. Here, I'll use it in a sentence. Wow. Lindsey Graham became- I knew that was where we were going. <laughs> Lindsey Graham became one of Trump's finest Myrmidons on Election Day 2016. Uh, it's a great word. It is. As it, as it happens, we have lots of use for it. So I'm adding it to my vocabulary song, hoping it'll stick in my brain. Your vocabulary song. Yeah, which is uh, really... Ah, I mean, the vocabulary song. Uh, for those who didn't hear last week's show, you need to know that Cardi B is right as we speak working on uh, her version of the vocabulary song, which I'm so excited you about. Previewed you previewed a little bit of it last Thank week. Thank you, Cardi and B. It was yeah. uh, deeply offensive. Well... 
it was a little rough around the edges. It was a little rough around the edges, yeah. I'm sure she'll soften it up. I'm sure she will, too. She's Uh, known to, like, at the last minute, really soften things up. It sounds great, Cardi B. Thank you very much. Yes, Cardi Um, B. All right, so wait. I'm sure Uh, she's hanging with Dame Maggie Smith and Roger Federer at this moment. Yeah. All right, I'm preparing. Okay. Um... This is uh, this is a, this is the song by which people are going to help. It's going to aid people in memorizing your vocabulary words. Well, well, that's the goal. Yeah, ready? Yes. This week's word is myrmidon. It's a noun that means follower or subordinate of a powerful person, especially one who is willing to engage in dishonest activities. Ah, uh, who could that be? Beats me. <laughs> Last week's word was a lie. It's a verb, an action word that means omit a sound or syllable when speak. The week before that, the word was oshios. It sounds a little bit like Oreos, but it's not. Oh, you got a tambourine now. That's great. (laughs) I was wondering what that song was missing, and there it was. It's an adjective that means serving no practical purpose, producing no useful result. Futile, say that with a smile. Going back before that, we had glimmer free. It's a noun that means confused jumbler medley of things. Hodgepodge, who's podge? Hodgepodge. Adam doesn't think my song is replicable, replicable, replicable. But I do, I do, I do, I do. Well, once again, I'm vastly entertained by your song, Paula. You know, we have one of our favorite musicians with us tonight, and I, I can just see the look at his face. He's blown away by that song. Yeah. <laughs> you you want to play a little bit of it for us? Thank yeah. you, Andre. That's fantastic. Now, now, would you agree, Andre, that that's kind of the most memorable part of the song right there? That's the hook. I do hear that. Not, not replicable. What on earth do you mean? Well, I, I can't get it out of my head. Well, Who's Podge? Hodgepodge. Well, welcome, Mrs. Culpepper. That's our, our, our favorite denuded hand puppet. Um, um, now, well, it's a fantastic song, and I've learned so much from it. Thank you, Andre. I think Andre kind of proved my point. Yes, because, he played it beautifully. Thank you, Andre. But he played only the parts that don't define the words that we're trying to remember the definitions to. He didn't have time to play the whole Nobody song, has time to. I had Tony Anita Hall try to sing it, and she also left out the part where we get to the definition is the part that's going to jog your memory. Otherwise, I hate to say it, but the song is Oceus. Who's Podge? Hodge Podge. <laughs> now, I just called your song Oceus. What does that mean? Uh, Oceus? Yes. I've forgotten. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, that's absolutely fine. Uh, <laughs> Oceus? Yes. Uh, now you're looking it up it's because it's an adjective that means serving no practical purpose, producing no useful result, futile. Say that with a smile. I think we all agree Andre here. Andre and I are going out on tour. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how good this song is. People the are voc- going to be singing along right until the moment where they have to remember a word. No, the vocabulary word is sweeping the nation, <laughs> the vocabulary word song. Is it really? Yeah, it okay. is. Uh, Adam, answer the phone. I don't want to. Yeah, go ahead and answer the phone. I think we're almost done with this segment. No, go ahead. Answer the phone. Um, okay. Um, hello? Uh, hey, Adam, uh, uh, it's me, Mike. 
Mike Boom Boom Bonifit. Uh, am I the hundredth caller? You're not Mike Boom Boom Bonifit. <laughs> you're uh, you're the twentieth caller. Welcome to uh, the show. Oh, so close. Not really. Uh, hey, listen, exactly man. I just want to say out. you are fucking right about that song, man. You can't remember a goddamn thing with that song. Why does she say that? I don't get it. You're absolutely right, Adam, man. I just want to back you up on that. Like, I can't remember any of that song. Well, Michael, Mike, you can't remember the words to any song, can I you? Rem- no, I don't. All right, well, you're not really a good test case then. Yeah. How's the Trans Am coming? Uh, it's coming really good. Is uh, it off blocks yet? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's off blocks. I got some uh, wheels. Uh, yeah. Wheels. Uh, yeah, I gotta be ready to pick you up when we go uh, hang out after the game. Next now that's week. the one set of conditions where I'd be willing to say yes to because I don't think that Trans Am is ever leaving that garage, Mike. Oh, uh, what are you kidding me? It's sweet. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, did you call for any reason, Mike? Uh, yeah, I just want to be a hundred caller. I want to back you up on this thing about the vocabulary song because she, you know, she, I don't know what, I don't know what the fuck she's talking. About. I don't know. Uh, I don't Mike. know. How you, I don't know. How you work with her. She's such a Bitch. Hey now, Mike. I think we've talked about this once or twice before. That oh, is out man. of line, okay? You got the patience of Job. I agree with you. That's Job, Mike. But uh, Paula Poundstone is my co-host and my friend, and I will not. I will not be hearing you talk about her in those terms. Do we yeah, understand I, each other? I, Mike? I, don't, I don't know how you do it, man. You're a goddamn saint. Okay, Mike. Th- that's what you are. Is there anything else you needed saint. to say? No, no. I got to call back. Got to call back. See what? Because I want to be the other call. Yeah. Good talking, to you, Mike. Good. I mean, good talking, to Adam. All right. Fuck, I forgot my name. Hang up, would you? All right, see you later, man. Uh, no, we won't. High five, man. High five. I can't. We're on the phone. Up here. Up here, Adam. Where? Up here. Down low, Adam. Oh, forget it, Mike. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> oh, coming up, Khalil Gibran wrote, If you reveal your secrets to the wind, you should not blame the wind for revealing them to the trees. Ooh. How can we keep our online secrets safe? Cybersecurity expert Lou Raban will tell us when we return on Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. Hey, Paula, it's been almost a year now since I got my Helix mattress. And as you remember, there was some drama surrounding Helix mattresses. Because oh, when oh my Helix gosh. first sponsored us, Bonnie took the mattress and yeah. she's been loving it. But finally, I got my chance to get a Helix mattress and I sleep so well. I mean, the family bed is where we all gather. We watch movies in, in our room occasionally and everybody just piles on it and it it's comfy. And yet when one person hops on, the other half of the mattress doesn't fly up. I'm a fan. Well, you know, Adam, everybody is unique and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. Models with memory foam layers to provide optimal pressure relief if you sleep on your side. Models with a more responsive foam to cradle your body for essential support in stomach and back sleeping positions plus enhanced cooling features to keep you from overheating at night. And if your spine needs some extra TLC, they got you. Every Helix mattress has a hybrid design combining individually wrapped steel coils in the base with premium foam layers on top. It is the perfect combination of comfort and support. I agree with that last bit. I don't get all the technical stuff about the mattress, but it is soft and supportive. Helix offers 20 unique mattresses, the award-winning Lux, which I got, and ultra-premium Elite Collections, the Helix Plus, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and the Helix Kids mattress designed for growing bodies and endorsed by child sleep experts, and my daughter now wants one. So, how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? You go to their website, take the Helix Sleep Quiz, and you find your perfect 
perfect mattress batch in under two minutes. You know, when you said you can't follow all the technical stuff, it's really not that technical. You know, uh, no matter what way you sleep, they have a mattress that will support and comfort you. How hard is that? Uh, you know, when you say it that way, it seems a lot simpler. I take it back. That's my boner. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. And Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Well, I like that there's a warranty, but they can pry that mattress from my cold, dead hands. I took the sleep quiz. I was matched with the Helix Midnight Lux. I got the Lux. And I love it. It is such an upgrade from my old mattress. You know, I think Bonnie got the Midnight Lux. She did. Too. Yeah. You're not here. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to take Adam's word for it? Well, you got Bonnie's word. Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Your Sleepy Time Pal Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. That's a lot, and it's already not that expensive a mattress. Go to helixsleep.com slash Paula. That's helixsleep.com slash Paula. This is their best offer yet. It's fantastic. It won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Well, not right now. And if you're going to get it anyway, use our code. On this day in unremarkable history, Neil Diamond said, I'll just put the word chair there as a placeholder. I'll put in a better word later. All right. Paula, did I hear you say that you're getting another cat? I am getting another cat. I'm getting a kitten. Uh, for the passwords. For the passwords? Yes. It's oh, the only I way see. I can remember my Because you're, you're running out of cats. That how, is correct. How many do you have now? Uh, well, I have 12. So you're about to have 13. Uh, I'm going to have 13. That yeah. actually sounds like your security situation might be uh, might be okay. Yeah, I don't Because most people have one or two pets. Yeah, there's no criminal that could possibly go through all those cats. I'm not sure that's true. Now, do you add numbers or anything to your cats' names, or, or I'm just fishing around? Uh, do I add numbers? Or do you um, combine no. a couple of cats? No. Just one of your cats? Yeah. Is, yeah whenever but what time I for a found, password. when I only had one cat, like Fluffy 1, Fluffy 2, Fluffy 3, just a hacker's delight. Yeah. I think you're a hacker's delight anyway, but we are about to find out. Um, it took us days to find our own YouTube password. I think you might remember that. Yeah, yeah, Just that was days. a big problem. We needed to get to, because we're, we're going we're to start posting our podcast on YouTube as well, audio only to start, maybe video someday in the future. It's very exciting what's happening here, people. But... We couldn't get into the YouTube account just to get anything started the other day. Yeah, because we didn't know the password. Right. So even we, we even we clicked on get help. Yeah. Uh, it it didn't help. No, I believe they came up and said you need more help than I can offer. Yeah. No. For I am but a bot. Well, when Tony clicked on get help, it said ask Captain Crinkle, and when asked Captain Crinkle, uh, when she clicked on help, uh, it said ask Paula. And when I clicked on help, it said asked Adam. We were no help to any one of us. Yeah, and I, I couldn't help you at all. But fortunately, we have an expert with us to help us navigate the world of passwords and cybersecurity. All right. Lou Raban is the founder and CEO of the Cyber Defense Group. He's got 19 years experience in cybersecurity, and he's helped some of the biggest global companies secure their networks. Please give a nobody listens to Paula Poundstone. Welcome to Lou Raban. Hello. 
Thanks for joining us, Lou. Thanks for having me. All right, let's Does start. Does that mean right off the bat you could give us the password of some really big companies? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> I think it's the opposite of what that means, Paula. Oh, um, let's start with the basic question. How often should we change our passwords? Well, um, as often as they get hacked. Oh, probably. Oh, so you don't have to yeah. change it if it hasn't gotten hacked? There's a couple kind of caveats with that, but I would say, uh, you know, if it hasn't been hacked and it's different on every site, and also if you s- use something called uh, multi-factor authentication, so like you get a uh, text in addition to your password. I like that. Some, some sites do that now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Then, then you don't have to change it as often. I mean, maybe every year or maybe not at all, depending on if there's been a breach of the site. So I can just stick with Fluffy 13? Oh, well, not fuck. now. No, <laughs> oh, now damn you can't. Uh, Nicely done, Paul. Yeah, now's the time to change it. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't there, I think I saw there's an app for keeping track of your passwords. Yeah, there's a Doesn't couple. that seem counterintuitive somehow? Well, um, possibly, but you want to keep that one password that you have for the vault. Um, and the real danger is that everyone's going and using the same password across sites. So when you hear about these breaches, let's say you know your email is paula at gmail.com, and then you use the same password across two sites. One site gets hacked. They can use that to log into the other site. So it's much less likely that they'll uh, bre- break into your vault than they will you know, get your password through other means if you share it across sites. So it's better to have a vault and a different password on every site. Oh, I see. All right, so vault, that's like the, that's what they call the app? Yeah, it's, well, there's a couple. Or, or, or you like, yeah, like any, you can go to a site where you, I mean, there's a lot of sites that, that offer vaulty kind of stuff too, right? Well, browsers sometimes now will offer to save your passwords. That's not the most secure. There's uh, a pass, pa- one password is one of the apps. Dashlane is one of the apps. They were an advertiser app. of ours, Dashlane. Okay, I, yeah. I use their service a little bit. A lot yeah. of people like them, yeah. So I use one password, but I'm not plugging them. I have no... You have no, no yeah. horse in this race. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't want to be holden to anyone. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Excellent. Uh, and what else can you do to avoid being hacked? Oh, there's a lot of things. I mean, really, you want to make sure that you don't give click on links that are um, in, not known to you. Now, that's a problem because you have a lot of links that you're probably sent all the time. So you just want to make sure when you're going to a site, it's the site you trust. You know, it's right. a site. They, it's actually the site. There's there's a lot of ways where hackers can change one letter. in Like, instead of Gmail, it's G-A-mail. And oh, it yeah. looks like my the ki- My site. kids, and to an extent my wife, fall for that crap all yeah. the time. And I'm like I'll see that their home page is now it's not Google, but it it's like wobble or something, and it looks like Google's page. Yeah, yeah, and it's usually something enticing. Like if they want to see uh, pictures of someone unclothed, and it's very enticing. And hey, new pictures here, so click here and download this. So so you want to avoid that kind of behavior. And, and you're so less wait, I understand. Hacked. So it'll say nude pictures here. Yeah, of someone. Let's say I don't know. We were talking about Cardi B earlier. Maybe someone. And wants who to... would have sent this? I, where Where would this come from? You're on. You're on Gmail, and you see this. You could get yeah. There's spam emails constantly. They're called phishing emails, but with a ph. So uh-huh. um, they're they're ways to entice you to click on something to install something bad on your computer or just uh, reveal your password. Oh, I see. Boy, I yeah. can't tell you how much I wouldn't click on nude nude photos. I can tell them. She wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Is it is it like customized? Yeah, it is can it? be. There's that's called spear phishing, and that's when it's very much directed at you. So uh-huh. like you've done searches for Cardi B. Somehow this malware gets a hold of your Google search. Uh, stuff and and so they're offering up Cardi B because they know you've searched for her. Yeah, or they've done they've just done research. I mean the 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 biggest uh, enemy and the biggest uh, advantage that hackers have is time. 
So if they spend a lot of time doing reconnaissance and trying to figure out who you are, what makes you tick, what might make you click on something, then you're you're definitely at a disadvantage versus them just kind of scattershotting, sending out whoever is, is going to be enticed to click on something that's not targeted. Uh-huh. Those are cool images, fishing and spearfishing. Yeah. They're, they're, they're absolutely There's cool. catfishing, too. Catfishing is when it's around, uh, you know, kind of amorous um, dating and things like that, in, enticing you. Hey, and it's really sad. There's, there's, um, you know, elderly women that are giving up their pensions because there's uh, people that are posing as young men overseas that want to have a romantic relationship. Oh. These are this is called catfishing. So there's oh. a lot of nasty. Yeah. Stuff. I, I, I see some of that. Yeah, apparently, young moms in my neighborhood always want to get with me. <laughs> But then, when I mention it during pickup time, I get these looks. Really? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. but over the internet, they were all over. Yeah, it seems right? like, yeah. yeah. I guess they're shy in person, I guess is what uh-huh. it is. Yeah. All right, anyway. Um, yeah, so, are, what, what new scams are out there? Yeah, uh, one is uh, the webcam scam. I, I don't what know is that? This is an email that says, hey, we've seen you doing some things that uh, you know you wouldn't want other people to know you're doing in front of your computer, so send us money in Bitcoin or we'll uh, reveal those images. Oh, my oh, gosh. Wow. And it's just, that is definitely just a scam. Now, now this, is, this is a lie, obviously. Yeah, for, yeah, I mean, well, it's not a lie necessarily that people are doing that, but having been caught doing it and having the images, that's a lie. It's almost mm-hmm. uh, 99% of the time they don't. They don't have it. So you're okay, wow. Paula. Yeah, I think I'm safe there. Yeah. Well, I have a couple of times shut uh, my left nipple. I was going to say, if they, what if they're... <laughs> but when I did that, it was clo- it closed. Well, you so were they closing been... it. I was closing it, so once it was closed, they couldn't have filmed it, right? Possibly. Well, yeah. They could see it right up into the minute it closes and yeah, then hear the scream. And going really I would kind of pay money for that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I did scream. Yeah, it's very painful. Of course it is. Um, very, very painful. How is it? Not enough. Uh, all healed. Thank you. Okay. Not enough to get me to give money, though. Wow. Bitcoin. Yeah. You have yeah. to pay in Bitcoin. What is Bitcoin? Bitcoin is a digital currency. So it's a way, It's they, they call it untraceable. It actually is traceable to a certain extent, but it's a way to somewhat anonymously exchange funds. Oh, do you think that with the whole, you know, Russian oligarchy, uh, uh, Deutsche Bank money laundering, would Bitcoin come? Would those players use Bitcoin? I can't. I have no idea. Yeah. Am I asking? I think you your something? question might have been too technical and specific yeah. for him. Yeah. I mean, he only runs a cybersecurity firm, Paul, and you're you're yeah. you're going up next level. Well, I mean, I think the Caymans what? are more likely to be targeted than Bitcoin for that. Would Bitcoin be involved in a money laundering? Actually, scheme? yes. The answer is yes, yes. for sure. I you can use Bitcoin for money, question. and it is it is often used for money laundering. I'm sorry. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Right, but okay, but yeah. I can't specifically state that Russian oligarchs are doing it, but oh, it is happening yeah. as a as a money laundering. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I knew it. I knew it. I sensed it. <laughs> How about when you put your uh, your credit card number and your social security number and all that kind of stuff into a computer? I know that alarms both me and Paula. Yeah, it's a, it doesn't feel right. <clears throat> is doesn't that asking feel like for trouble? The right thing to do. Well, it depends on where you're putting it in the computer. If you mean by storing it there, no, again, I mean typing it in when you're filling out some. St- Stupid online form. Yeah, well, well, first off, the social security number is more sensitive, so you definitely want to know the site that you're going to is the actual site that you would, just as before we stated, you know, looking at the site, making sure it's secure, uh, making sure it's the site that you want to go into. But are any of them secure? I mean, the truth is, I feel like every few days we hear like, oh, this got hacked and that got hacked, and they always sounded like things that uh, one would have thought were secure. I mean, I imagine for every person who likes to hack, they're all Everest. Are they not? 
No, Everest, I wish, but no, they're not. No, it's, like the more solid it sounds, the more interest they would have in trying to uh, hack it. Yeah, it depends on the, the um, type of data that a company is holding. So for sure, if it's, um, you know, a Google and Facebook, these these are getting, you know, many attempts all the time. There's definitely Department of Defense sites that are getting, utilities are a big target. But companies in general, like Equifax is an example. So you would expect Equifax to have had, you know, the highest What are they? What do they do? They do, uh, you know, the credit scores and, um, you know, credit history, credit. Right. Yeah. When when you're trying to get a loan or something, you go, companies go through Equifax to find out whether you deserve it. Oh, I already know I don't. Okay, <laughs> it's it's basically they they create they have um they they verify that you are worthy for the loan, and so oh. they have lots of personal information about your credit history. If I want to get a loan, I just take my camera into my son's old bedroom that is now the storeroom and sweatshop in my house for making cat toys, and right. uh, and for that's holding where you're making the, poundstones the, pussy pillows. That's correct, and for holding the t-shirts, I just go in there. I take a picture of the merch. Yeah. That's how I show that I'm good for the money. This is why you're not getting those loans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the guy the the guy at the bank wouldn't let me borrow his pen to fill out the form. <laughs> That's not a good sign. No, is it's it? a really bad sign. Yeah. You should you should rate higher than a pen uh when you're doing that. Uh what do you do? <laughs> That's a yeah, good I could ask that I, like, why am I hiring yeah. you? Yeah. Well, 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 like like what we we take the companies like Equifax and we make sure that they're secure. So my company will go in and say, okay, these are your problems and these are how to solve them, and then we we solve them. Uh huh. Well, give me. I don't want to know Equifax's problem specifically because that seems like a breach right there. But um, what are some problems that you find with some organizations, and what do you do about it? A lot of it is, uh, you know, keeping everyone who is uh, meant to have access to certain things. Yeah. They need to understand not everyone has admin access, things like that. Uh-huh. So it's, that's called It's Liam control. over in finance. He's been getting into some stuff that he doesn't. Who? Liam. Over oh, I, always th- I thought Liam was as honest as day is long. No, Liam's been snooping around where he doesn't belong. He's got some. Do stuff. you ever find a Liam in finance? Like, well, like we were working with a company, and all of a sudden there's like, well, where's the, there's a leak here somewhere, and it's 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 some guy who lost <laughs> money at the at the track. It's it's, it's <laughs> Liam. That, like, that is that is the kind of they, stuff that happens? Yeah, yeah. That is why they do credit. A lot of companies will uh, check the credit of their employees before they get a. A job touching sense before they get a job. Well, they should, yeah. Because well, Liam ran into trouble after he already had the job. He <laughs> yeah. just bet on a couple of bad games. Yeah, you know? yeah. Liam's a bad guy. It was a bad yeah. beat. Yeah. Yeah. No, but do you ever discover a Liam in the company? <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. really? Yeah, yeah. And how do you find them? Well, usually they're doing something bad, and that becomes apparent at some time. So if it's financially, you know, it that usually becomes apparent. And it depends on the company too. So uh-huh. yeah, but that that's more fraud than cybersecurity or right. what we call insider threat. So that's you know you've got external threat, the hackers that we were talking about stealing the cat passwords. Sure. And then you've got the internal threat, which are uh, people that are trusted that are getting access to data and maybe using it and not the way they should be. Uh-huh. Interesting. So a company calls you up and they say, we, uh, you know, we need security. Now, do mm-hmm. they already have a problem? Most of the time, yeah. We, yeah. we get called for two reasons. One, it's either that they've been hacked and uh-huh. then we unhack them and that's always interesting. How do you unhack somebody? That's a bit complicated, but essentially we find out, we get visibility of what's happening. Um, we we kind of close what's happening, the bad stuff. Well, when you say you get visibility of what is happening, I know that's your... Keynote speech for the Vague Festival. 
<laughs> okay, so we dropped getting it in visibility. Did you just say we get visibility of what's happening? What a bullshit <laughs> sentence that is. It oh, is not. Yes, it is. That's it means like so they take a look up. and figure out what's happening. Right, right. We get visibility of what's happening. Come on. Every business needs we go, jargon. We find out what the problem is. We get visibility of what's happening. You're you, saying you find out what the problem is, right? You are going to be hired to be on the Space know. Force. I'm sure of it. You've got my permission to hack her. You can hack away at Paula Bounds okay. after that. Well, all right. We'll go yeah, deep. Right. You want to go deep? So you get visibility <laughs> she of doesn't. what's happening. Let's go. Paula. No, no, she's, right. she's, so get deep, but I warn you, she's wearing floaties already. You're looking at the TCPIP traffic? Is that the TCPIP? <laughs> Wait, the TCPIP. TCP slash IP. Yeah. TCPIP. Yeah. Uh, oh, ingress, sure. Ingress, egress. What? Egress, egress? Ingress and egress. Ingress so and egress. And it's, it's about out. the data protocols, what's going in and going out. TCPIP oh. is yeah. ancient. In, ingress yeah. and yeah, egress. Yeah, that is ancient, actually. But it's what's every... The, ingress whole, is a big bird with long legs. It's, it's a seabird. It's an egret. And it, it chews... <laughs> it's an egret. It holds the food in the bottom of its beak, whereas an egress uh, holds the food in the top of its beak. It's also a big I don't even seabird. think there is a top of the beak bird. Yeah, there is. <laughs> no, I think yeah. certain, No, they certainly... flip their heads upside down when they're chewing. <laughs> All right, we're back on well, making up birds with Paula Poundstone. <laughs> you know what? Uh, many years ago, Chief Justice Earl Warren wrote, the fantastic advances in the field of electronic communication constitute a great danger to the privacy of the individual, end quote. And that was before the internet. Stay tuned to discuss cybersecurity and your privacy, people. <laughs> The Cat of the Week is Jelly from Berkeley Springs, West Virginia. Hey, nobodies. I'm in the bathroom on a break. Am I feeling cute and confident in these Febletics leggings? That's their claim. Adam certainly hasn't noticed me feeling confident, even though I do think I finally set him straight about my vocabulary song. Could the leggings have empowered me? Gotta go. Hey, Paula. You know, every once in a while we get a new advertiser that I get super excited about. And I have to say, just because of the circumstances of my life right now, I'm really excited about our new advertiser, Quince of Quince.com, the clothing provider. Not to be mistaken for Quince from Midsummer Night's Dream. And let me just say this, and maybe it's not important to an advertisement, but when I was in the fourth grade, our class put on a production of A Midsummer Night's Dream. Okay. And I played I played Peter Quince. There. There's the connection. One of the mechanicals. That's a great connection. Also, yes, has nothing to do with this, which is that um, Quince is an online clothing store. And as you know, Paula, I've, uh, I've lost a little weight lately. Oh, right. 75 pounds. Yeah. So I literally have no clothes that are in my size until I just ordered some stuff at Quince. And I figured, like, here's a chance for me to create a new look for myself. A whole new image. And how's it going? Not bad. I mean, the clothes are fantastic. I know that you ordered some, too. What I got is I got the Comfort Stretch Traveler Five Pocket Pants. And I got the, um, oh, it's so, and I got the 100% European linen shirt. And it looks breezy. And it fits beautifully. These are like premium pieces of clothing that are selling for like, you know, $30 a piece or starting at $30 at Quince.com. It's awesome. I look good. I ordered the brushed lounge jogger Ooh. and you know i put them on when i came back from new york i pulled them on and i i swear to you okay this is not scientific because i was tired already right 
but they were so soft <laughs> and, and so comfortable. Honestly, like right as I got them up to my waist, I I, I think my eyes closed. They're so it's a softness. It's a kind of softness that I don't think I've ever experienced in a garment. Honestly. You know, my uh, drawstring European linen trousers are a little bit like that, too. Like, so comfortable that I just want to hang out with myself. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And they're European. Keep that in mind. Uh, oh, European. they are so European. And you can get those kinds. Of, you can get washable silk tops. You can get 14-karat uh, gold jewelry and, like, all these accessories. When sells a lineup of timeless pieces that keep their customers looking effortlessly chic year after year. I'm not certain that I look chic, but certainly if I did, it's not going to take a lot of effort. I now look chic and I feel pretty great. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabric. It's all good as far as I can see. Is it my imagination or do they cut out the middleman? They cut out the middleman, Paula Poundstone. I love it when they cut out the middleman. That's the thing, they cut out the middleman. <laughs> That's fantastic. So be like me and Paula. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash nobody for free shipping on your order and a 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash nobody to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash nobody. Nobody. And honestly, I look fantastic. Paula, you won't be able to keep your hands off me. Oh, I can't wait. And don't <laughs> think that if you had to return something, don't think you're sending it to a middleman because they cut out the middleman. They man. cut out the middleman. That's quince.com slash nobody. And if you're going to do it anyway, use our code. And we're back. And, you know, during that little break, we uh, started asking around the studio here, and everybody had yet another good question. Uh, once again, we're here with Lou Rabon, and he's uh, talking cybersecurity with us. Lou, what makes a good password? Well, yeah, the traditional knowledge of, of making a mix of symbols and, and letters and something very hard to remember is out the window. So really, oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. That's why the National Institute of Standards and Technology, or NIST, many years ago had the the person who actually came up with that guidance is very embarrassed because it was really? not the greatest guidance. Yeah, because people huh. can't remember it exactly. Okay. So and it, who can? I was it Bill Murray? <laughs> no, <laughs> he must feel no, like an ass. No. NIST. So um, yeah. Um. So basically, a good password. It's about length. So you want a, maybe three or four words separated by a space or a comma or something like that. Uh, there was a, a, a good comic. Uh, a, it's called XKCD. Oh, yeah. And, and it shows about, uh, you know, correct horse battery staple. That's a very good... I mean, don't use that one because everyone Correct knows Correct horse it battery now. staple? Yeah, but that's basically probably the, one of the strongest passwords that would take millions of years until we have... Just because it's a lot of characters. Yeah, that's okay, right. and so adding numbers, but a lot of places require you not to have numbers or even symbols. Yeah, are they behind the time? They're even behind though, the times. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's interesting. <clears throat> yeah. Um, where should we be putting our passwords, and where shouldn't we be putting our passwords? Well, definitely a password vault. You shouldn't know any of your passwords essentially, except the password vault password, and that should be that. You long. shouldn't know them. No, I don't know any of my. I probably have I don't know seven hundred passwords. Is that life. so that if you're kidnapped or abducted? And you're tortured to get your passwords. You won't give them up. What's the point of that? Not knowing them. Well, then um, it means that it's different on every site, and they're complex enough where you don't need to remember them. Oh, I see. Yeah. So oh, okay. you probably know all your passwords, right, Paula? Yeah. Okay. 
Are they all the same? Fluffy 13. Oh, damn it. Damn it. <laughs> You're going to have to go home and change all of them. Um, like when, when those sites say, do you want us to save your password for you, should you? No, you should put it, let your password vault manage your password. Because okay, I let my iPhone remember my passwords. Yeah, I, I mean, Apple has a whole thing around being uh, a company that takes privacy and security seriously. They, they've done a whole ad campaign, and, and they seem to be the ones that are doing it more than other companies. So, I But w- is that already a low bar? Yes, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. 100%. Yeah. 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 It's getting better. We're, we're trying to... That's what we do, you know. That's why my company exists. But uh, it is hard. Most of the time, companies only uh, uh, commit to security if they're forced to in some way. Oh, if I there's see. a breach, or if they have a third party requirement, like one of their customers says, "Hey, you better get secure and prove it to us." Otherwise, they typically wait. Unfortunately, oh, yikes! But if everyone were to comply and there were no security issues, um, then you wouldn't have a job. Is that correct? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't, I'm looking forward. <laughs> Where were you during the great hacking events? Of- <laughs> How you would, uh, Good point. Uh, what happened to Target? Yeah, Target got breached. They they didn't have anyone dedicated to security on their team. They weren't looking at it and on their entire team. Yeah, when you giant were, corporation immediately after the hack, I went to their website and there was not one person. They had you know VP, even I think up to you know director, manager level. Not one person had security in their title, and obviously that's changed. Yeah, I would think. Uh, Where should we not be? Where is our information the most vulnerable? That's a good question. I would say any site, really your information is is vulnerable when you don't have control of it. So anytime you put your information into a website, you put your information uh, outside of any area that you control it, then it's How about social media sites? Oh, for certainly you you don't want to put anything that's sensitive on social media sites. Okay. Yeah, like you wouldn't, some people have been silly enough to post their licenses or, hey, you know, young kids will say, hey, I just got my driver's license. Oh, jeez. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. I think we've skipped over that. There was a generation that did that. And now, whatever this up and coming generation is of my sons that are, uh, you know, nine and 12. They're they're learning more maybe because their dad's in cybersecurity, but no, my son seems to know that you, yeah. you that he doesn't show his face. Yeah, he doesn't want them to hear. His they're un- smarter about disguise. it. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. Well, what about like I mean, we post tons of stuff. I mean, we don't put post my driver's license, but um. Well, I'll give you an example. So uh, perhaps, you know, you've got some people that have threatened you or you're an A-list celebrity, et cetera, and you don't want everyone to know that right now you're at a certain restaurant. What you would do is you would delay your check-in or your posting of your geographic location to a couple hours later. So oh, if I somebody... don't think um, – whenever the thing says, do you want to do the location thing, I say no anyways. Yeah, that's, that's a good – Yeah, because that's just practice. weird. Yeah. You don't want to, that's the kind of thing, you know, people are leaking information or, hey, I'm going to be away for the next two weeks. And, you know, your address is posted on your social media profile. And that's another reason why with, if you have all of your cat's names as your passwords, if your cat's names are on social media, then someone's going to know. Or if you say their names on your podcast. that's, that's bad too. Well, yeah. Or. Which you do. If somebody goes to my house, like say there's a, a person with bad intentions and they and they go to my house and they stand in front of the window uh, where the cats, you know, will come up and look and they just begin calling various cat names. Right. And then they stumble on one of the names, you know, crackers, crackers, and then crackers comes over. Yeah. And I then, love that you chose a pseudonym in this moment for one of your cats because you don't have a cat named crackers. I do. 
<laughs> okay. Um, yeah, she's, um, she was born in the same uh, litter as Supan. Supan. <laughs> You're just trying to throw all the all the all the hackers off. I'm not. No, I think you are. I'm Supan not. is definitely Supan. not. It's not even Supan a vocabulary crackers. word. D- during the break, uh, you said something pretty extreme about Facebook. You're not a fan of Facebook, huh? No, no. I mean, Facebook has already been cited numerous times for misusing the data that it has. And it's got an enormous amount of power because in all of the sites, it's collecting information. Even when you're not on Facebook, even when you don't have a Facebook account, they have a profile on you. But is they it have a profile on you when you don't have a Facebook account? Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. How do they do that? It's by um, these things called cookies on websites. So you, What is a cookie? I don't even know what that means. It's essentially a really a flat text file that lives in your browser on your computer and so it can identify you it can add certain kinds of information that so- shows where you've gone you know what website so if you, you came visited from. a Facebook page even if you're not a Facebook user you have a Facebook cookie in your browser exactly I see yeah oh. and there's you know when it has the Facebook like like use Facebook to log in if there's a like button for Facebook on uh, you know on un- unassociated sites they're still they're collecting the information essentially oh, that and is despite creepy. what Lou is yeah. saying listeners our Facebook page is fantastic it is fantastic <laughs> you want to go to that nobody listens to Paul Brown's on Facebook page and uh, you know leave your identity while you're there one time um, I was writing a story for this uh, show and um, I believe it was a simple simple dialogue oh and, I love um, those and uh, I was referencing Hello Kitty and so I went oh, to yes. see what their products were and one of the Hello Kitty products was in fact not made by Hello Kitty. It was made by this fancy ass jewelry company that puts these, uh, they look like rhinestones together uh-huh. and they make a pin that looks like a character. Um, and so I guess I clicked on that maybe to look at that. And now, like oftentimes, ads for that will come up mm-hmm. uh, when, I'm, when I'm doing something. And it's nothing that I would ever wear, buy, want. Um, oh boy, do I relate weird. to that? Because especially like back when I was um, writing for uh, uh, Real Time with Bill Maher, as you know, Bill tends to uh, you know it's a, it's an HBO show. He tends to work a little blue. I've, I've so searched... they kept sending you like cock ring ads. I searched for <laughs> yeah, no, really? I would search for things like you know I've got to write a dirty joke. I got to get the terminology right. Now I've been on a site that that now wants me to buy the entire. Cochrane catalog for next four <laughs> So years. wait a minute. You didn't have the terminology for a dirty joke on the Bill Maher? I occasionally I'd be like, I have I have So to you get- would you have to do like put go on like an anatomy page or something? Not an anatomy page. Like you'd, you'd oh, see Oh penis. Oh no, you'd see like a <laughs> You'd see like a, a news item, and there's always a news item about like some kind of innovative new sex toy. This one is internet enabled. And I'll be like, oh, I could write a funny joke about that. I need to find out what it means for a sex toy to be Internet enabled, so you go to that that uh, toy site, right? This is For such next... a bullshit cover story. <laughs> Why would I bring it up? Does your wife listen to the podcast? Is that she what's does happened? Not. <laughs> so she caught you with an uh, internet enabled sex toy, right? And she was a little upset about it. Yeah, that's not what happened. And so you're making this ridiculous story that has nothing to do with anything. By the way, Paula, answer the phone. <laughs> That's not how the show works, Adam. Okay, wow. Hey, you definitely want to protect that sex toy, by the way. You definitely want to protect what? You want to protect the internet-enabled sex toy, for sure. Yeah, honestly. (laughs) What do you mean, protect the internet-enabled sex toy? Well, you you definitely don't want anyone hacking that while you're using it. I, I think it's a very good point. I don't even know what you're talking about. I get it now. That's fantastic. Sorry. Wait, I so you're, yeah, it's you're true, having though. sex with like an inflatable doll, but like people 
can write Oh, in. you'll just have to Google it, Paula. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll see what your cats think of you in the morning. <laughs> I'm trying to explain what page you're on. Wow. <laughs> this, I've learned so much. You know, Adam and I have worked together for quite a while, but this is the first time I knew this side of him, so to speak. <laughs> what side of him? The, the side that wrote for an HBO show? Yeah, I'm sure that's what it was. Oh, my God. Um, All right, let's, uh, yeah. let's move on to uh, elections. We'll move from erections to elections. <laughs> um, and uh, so uh, there was a little kerfluffle in Iowa recently over yeah. the, uh, and it made me think, and I guess in Iowa it didn't have to do with voting machines or anything, but how hackable are our elections? It's a good question. I mean, uh, the the, the re- has Vlad contacted you? <laughs> no, <laughs> he wants to obey. <laughs> Listen, uh, elections are are definitely anytime you connect a machine or a computer or a device to the to a network, it becomes insecure. The most secure device is one that's not connected to anything. But that's not the way the world works now. So yes, uh, election devices can have vulnerabilities. They've been shown to have vulnerabilities. Uh, you know, the election commissions are doing as much as they can to protect those vulnerabilities. Right. But there are also certain geographies in the U.S. that have, you know, refused that help. So, What do you mean refused that help? There, there are areas of the country that have said, we, we don't need the money or we, we're not, we don't think that this is a problem, so we're not going to secure it. So, um, you know, and the wow. machines have been shown to be um, insecure. Does your firm work, work with any uh, voting machines or anything like that? Can't tell you. Okay. <laughs> oh, so that's why he doesn't like those states that refuse the help. Yes, <laughs> I think I've. Well, I think I'm on to something. I, 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 yeah, I think I think I get where you're going with this, and and it is true. The federal government has offered these states the help to secure their elections, and they've decided not to do it because. Well, uh, they have reasons that they they think it's not important. I guess because um, reasons. Yeah, reasons. Mm-hmm. Okay, basically. reasons. Yeah. Uh, Captain Crinkle would like to know what states. Yeah, I don't, I don't recall offhand, but I think they're mostly in the southeast. <laughs> huh. Okay, but you don't wow. recall, and they're in the southeast. This is interesting. <laughs> Mississippi, <laughs> South Carolina. <laughs> what is it about southeastern states and elections? Wait, Georgia. <laughs> yeah, okay. they don't have any no. trouble at all. all right. there. Well, wow. Uh, thank you, Lou, for giving us the password for, uh, you know, for cybersecurity. <laughs> um, I got a lot of valuable information out of that, I think. And now we're going to take that information, and now we get to run it through the old Pounstonator. Paula? Andre, if I can get a little background music, I'll tell you what my takeaways are. Cybersecurity. Passwords. Don't use the same password for every site. And you don't have to change your password regularly. Hackers have a lot of time. They can find out your cat's names. So if you see somebody just sitting around, don't call your cat in front of them. It's a good idea if you're having a party and you don't know all the guests very well. It's a good idea to dress your cats in disguises and call them dog names. Cyber Defense Group specializes in cloud security and cybersecurity services. Lou Raban is their CEO. Thank you so much for being on the show, Lou. Fantastic, Lou. Thank you. Coming up, the Thomas Coyne saga continues. Where is he not? That's coming up right after this. According to climate scientists, we have nine years and 46 weeks until the Earth begins to become 
uninhabitable. Nobody's? It's me. I'm in the bathroom again. I don't think Adam has noticed me feeling cute and confident because I don't think I have felt cute and confident. I mean, these Fabletics leggings are comfortable, but the last time I felt cute was in the Christmas play in the first grade when I was an elf. Feeling cute is a high bar for me. And we're back. Hey, Paula. Hey. Hey, good to have you here on the podcast. You know the Adam, su- answer the phone. What? Uh, answer the phone. It's not ringing, is it? Yeah, it's ringing. Oh, boy. Hello? Adam, I can't believe I got through to you. Am I the hundredth caller? You're not. Is this Winnie Feynman? It is. It's Winnie Rose Feynman. Okay, great. Um, I just have to win so I can hang out with you after the game. Why do you always hang out with Mike Boo Boo Butterfit? He's a moron. Uh, uh, Winnie, can I, can I tell you something? A, a truth... I don't hang out with Mike Boomba. You Boom do. Boom. He says you do. You do hang out with he's no. a, He's lying. Give me the phone. Give me the... Give me the phone. Sorry. Wait, what was that, Winnie? My mother. You, I've she asked is, before, can I talk to your mother? No, she doesn't like you because you took her crockpot. I didn't take her crockpot. Winnie, I didn't get the crockpot if you sent it, and I wouldn't accept I'm it if you did. I'm on the phone with them right now. I'm on the phone with them. Can I talk to her? No, I don't think that's a good idea. She's Winnie. really upset. Adam, what yeah. kind of berry or fruit do you enjoy? I'm not going to answer that question, Winnie. <laughs> I am not, not going to give you any more personal details about myself because you've used it. What kind of fruit do you enjoy? That's not terribly personal. But I, you turn it I personal. I want to make you a fresh homemade jam, Adam. See, I don't want jam from you, Winnie. I don't want it at all. You don't want jam? I don't want jam. No, give me the phone. I'm going to make him a jam. Give, give me the Winnie, what's give going me the on? Phone. Give me the, the phone! Ma, I'm talking to him! Sorry, Adam. What kind of berry or fruit do you enjoy? No, I told you I'm not going to talk to you about those things because you make it uncomfortable every time. He's telling me what kind of berry or fruit he enjoys. Would you leave me Mrs. alone? Mrs. Feynman, I'm not telling her any such Don't thing. Don't talk to my mother. Don't talk to my mother. She doesn't like you at all because of the crock pot. Um, Adam, I would yeah. like to make you a jam, a fresh homemade jam. And I'm saying no to that, Winnie. Oh. All right. I'll call you back. Please don't. I, no, I, I would like to call you back. Okay. I really don't want you hanging out with Mike Boom Boom Butterfield. I won't be hanging out with either of you. I promise and you that. And I would really like to go to Roger Federer's with you. All right. It's not so Roger Federer's it store. Is, and we could get an appliance together. <laughs> I would like to get an appliance with you. Winnie, why? Maybe we... a little mini French to keep you jamming. Okay, I gotta go. God damn it. Bye, Adam. Okay. Uh, and we're back, Paula. Um... <laughs> Wow, that that hundredth caller contest is going great guns, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, really is. Uh, Adam, answer the phone. Answer no, the phone. Adam, answer the phone. God damn it! Hello. Uh, uh, hi, it's Adam, right? <laughs> yes, it's I Adam. I knew it. I knew it. Oh, I, knew I know it. who this is. This is our new. This is Cher Eva. Cher Eva, right? I'm not the hundredth caller, am I? No, you're not. I knew you're it. You're the twenty-second caller. I knew it. Okay. Adam. Uh, You're you, psychic, Cher. Yeah, uh, I, I, I have. I just get feelings. I, I, I just, knew it. it. It's a burden. I knew it. I knew, I knew it. it. I knew it. Uh, uh, Adam. Yes. Um, now you're very tight. Uh, you, you, you don't like to tell what kind of berry or fruit you enjoy. Am I right about that? No, I'm very open about my fruit and berry need. <laughs> you're not right about that. I, there's I, certain people I won't share that with. But I like, knew it. go ahead and I ask me. It. I would tell you, Cher. I, I, I knew it. I, I'm picking up. 
up some bad energy. I, I, I knew it. I knew it. Uh, what kind of uh, berry or fruit do you enjoy, Adam? Um, <laughs> feels like a little bit of a trap, but uh, I would say my favorite fruit is probably the humble banana. Banana! I knew it. I knew it. Okay. I knew it. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, I, had, I had a banana smoothie today, in fact. Yes. Yes, you did. No, I, I did. <laughs> I did. I just told you that. Yes. Yes, you did. You just told me that you had a banana. I felt that. Uh, no, banana uh, smoothie. Uh, uh, okay. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to call you back. I you don't have to. No, I'd like to. Uh, I, I'd like to be the hundredth caller, but I'm not. You're not. No, I knew it. Are you good? I, <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Okay. I knew it. I knew it. I knew so it. So why don't you call back when I it's the hundredth it. caller? I... Oh, I will. No, but like, not until then. Uh, I will. I'd just like to stay in touch with you as well, Adam, because I can really feel a lot going on with you. Okay. Uh-huh. How do you feel about Paula Poundstone? Oh. A little negative. Yeah, right? So negative, yeah, right? Yeah. I can tell you something, though. Today's a very special day for her. What is that? Um, do you notice anything different about her? Uh, about Paula? Yeah. No, she, she's wearing a sweater I'm familiar with. Um, uh, I knew it. I knew um, it. She's wearing a <laughs> wearing a ball cap she always wears. I knew it. Um, I knew it. I knew uh, it. I knew her it. shoes are kind of nice. Nicer shoes than she usually wears. I knew, yeah. Well, it's a special day for her. What is the day? Uh, uh, I'll tell you later. Okay. Um, I'll tell you when I call back. Okay. Thank you for calling, Cher Eva. I knew it would be okay with you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> goodbye. Okay. Bye. I knew you were going to say that. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> Paula, are you in there? Yeah. Good to see you, Adam. Now, Paula, is this Boy. a special day for you of some kind? Yeah, it is. What's What's a special day? Um, June. Oh, I'll tell you later. What? Yeah, I'll tell you later. <laughs> Do you notice anything different about me? No, I don't. don't. I okay. really don't notice right. anything different about you. What is going well, on here? I'll tell you later. All right. Well, um, I'm going to get us back to the show. It's okay. been a long time the since show. we were on it. Yeah. Um, uh, the saga of Thomas Coyne, Paul. Oh, my gosh. And let me just say, people come up to me, like a lot of times at my shows, I, I think we're getting a little sloppy. Uh, uh, people have written to me and come up to me. They say, uh, Thomas Kane isn't here. Uh. Yeah, we're not looking for Thomas Kane. It's Thomas Coins. So, right. Someone told me they watched three coins in a fountain. That's not going to do it. That's not helping me. They, someone, no, so to review for our said listen- the Kane mutiny was good. That's, not even close. Or they have coins in a jar. Nope. None of these. We're looking for Thomas Coin. On episode three of Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, yay, on like 19 months ago now, um, we, we were going to feature survivalist Thomas Coin. It was going to tell us all about how to survive a bear attack. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he didn't make it. He didn't show up. He's never he returned show, our calls. Yeah, he didn't show up. We, yeah. could, Tony we don't know Anita if he's... Tony texted yeah. him and Facebooked him and, and uh, called him. Couldn't so, find so, him. So as a lot of you listeners know, we launched a somewhat unusual manhunt, which I think is methodologically unsound. Not true at all. Yes, it's, it is. Uh, uh, no, what it's... we're doing is we're marking all the locations and having everybody tell us where he isn't. Right. And yeah. in this way, we narrow down, Adam, where he is. But we don't. Well, we haven't yet. But the thing is, it's at a this moment, he could be at hunt. any one of the locations where he originally wasn't when people wrote in about it because people move. Okay, everyone, can you check again? <laughs> well, I guess that solves the problem. 
I stand corrected. Yeah. Anyway, no, nobody's been letting us know where Thomas Coyne is not, and we want to share some updates. Steve Hiding wrote, Hey, Paul and Adam, I can confirm that at this moment, Thomas Coyne is not at the Schneider Corporate Business Center in Green Bay, Wisconsin. At least not in the break room. It's a big place. <laughs> Fuck! I was almost positive. Okay. That that's where he was going to be. Okay. All right. Thank you very much, okay. uh, Stephen Hiding. Um, uh, we also got a note from Manu saying, "Hi guys, I'm having dinner at the King's Joy Vegetarian Restaurant here in Beijing, China. I can categorically state that Thomas Coyne, our absconded survivalist, is not in the courtyard of the restaurant by the live harpist." <laughs> I thought I spotted him a few minutes ago, but it turned out it was just a pickled mushroom. I'll keep on looking. Thank you so much, uh, Manu. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. keep dropping those veiled insults at at Thomas Coyne because, you know, we haven't been murdered in a long time. Okay, we also got this update. I'm letting you know that Thomas Coyne is not lost in the sand dunes of Abu Dhabi. Oh, wow. Your devoted listener, Abir, living in the UAE originally but from Toronto, Canada. Wait, no, I'm sorry. We're Living doing... in the UAE, but originally from Toronto, Canada. We're doing very well in the UAE, are we, we not? We covered that last week. Yeah. The UAE is our... Yeah. We... I think we found our listener base. That's him. Yeah. And he and look how devoted he is looking for Thomas Coyne. For... In the sand dunes in... of Abu Dhabi. I'm willing to say, um, love you a lot, Abir, but I don't think you could have possibly searched all the sand dunes of Abu Dhabi. Boy, that is just a negative attitude. <laughs> Yes. I'm... How do you know how many sand dunes there are in Abu Dhabi? I don't. I'm assuming there's more than one, and they're big. Well, he didn't say he only looked in one. He right. said he is not lost in the sand dunes of Abu Dhabi. Yeah, you don't right. know that he didn't look at all the sand dunes. I don't. Adam, Adam, answer the phone. I don't want to answer the phone. <laughs> Adam, answer the We're phone. We're so close to getting through this no, segment. No, go ahead. Oh, Adam, my... answer the phone. Hello? Yeah, I, Adam, it's me, Mike Bubba I think you're right. There's a, there's a bunch of sand dunes in Abu Dhabi. There's no fucking way that uh, that person could have looked in all the sand dunes. I mean, that's ridiculous. It's fucking stupid. It's not stupid. Yeah, I just, no, man, I'm, it's fucking stupid. Well, take it easy, Mike. Uh, yeah, it's not... No, uh, no, there's a lot of sand dunes in Abu Dhabi. What, are you kidding me? I, Mike, I was, where's I was, Abu Dhabi? I, it's over in the, uh, over the sandy area. <laughs> the sandy area, Mike? Yeah, I walked through there one time. I got fucking sand on my shoes, you know, and gumming up my gears of my Trans Am. Uh, yeah, yeah. Gumming up the gears of your Trans Am. Yeah, yeah, when I drove over in Abu Dhabi, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so man, you are right. I just want to give you that support. You know what I mean, Adam? Yeah. I just want to give you support. No, I got your back, man. High five. High five. No, no high down, five. Down low. Down low, Adam. No, no. <laughs> No, not high five, not down low. All right, I gotta go. Hey, am I the hundredth caller? By the way, You're, am I the hundredth caller? No, twenty third, twenty third. Twenty third call, so fucking close, not man. Really. I can feel it. Nope. Oh boy, okay. I can't wait to hang out with you after the game, man. I'll talk to you later, man. Talk Bye, to you Mike. Later. Good, hey. to, good talk to you, man. Stay strong. <laughs> All right. Amy from Palo Alto, California, wrote, Dear Paula and Adam, mostly Paula, since Adam is against this. Do you see what you've done, Adam? Yeah. I would like I to struck report... struck a blow for rationality. That... <laughs> I would report, like to report that Thomas Coyne is not at the Henry M. Gunn High School track. I ran around and around it and never saw him. See, we're giving someone motivation to run looking yes. for uh, track season starts in the spring so I'll run around it more then to make sure 
So they're not even running during their season. Do you see the kind of Yeah, they're out drive? there beating the ground for Thomas Coyne. That's right. Yeah. It has nothing to do with track season. They're just looking for Thomas Coyne. Mm-hmm. I want to thank you so much, Amy. From Palo Alto. Uh, from Palo Alto. Well, Matthew from Sparks, Nevada, let us know this. Hi, Paula. Adam, I can attest that Thomas Coyne is not at the Tesla Gigafactory in Sparks, Nevada, third floor, sector D31. Oh, wow. <laughs> Well, right. I got one thing to say to you, Matthew. Check the second floor. Yeah, well, check check <laughs> section D thirty for you know, <laughs> and thirty two. Uh, wow. All right. Well, that's that's great. We're that much closer to doing absolutely nothing. If you have a Thomas Coin update or want to reach out to us for some more rational reason about anything, email us at nobody listens to Paula Poundstone at gmail dot com. And speaking of hotel soap, Paula, where are you performing next? Uh, you know, Adam. I love my job. I get the best job in the entire world. But the part I really hate is this self-promotion crap. All right. Enough said. Moving on. I'll be in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania at the Miriam Theater on March 7th and in Northampton, Massachusetts at Smith College at John M. Green Hall on March 14th. Fantastic. And tell me, Paula Poundstone, is there anything else you'd like to promote? Wait a minute. I won. I won. They could not remove me from office. Oh, look, it's French Trump. People are saying I am the greatest president of all time. People are saying the people. The people are saying it. The people? The people are saying I'm the greatest president of all time. They could not remove moi from office even though I did it. <laughs> Even though you did what, French Trump? Uh, I did it. I bribed the, uh, I shook down the Ukrainian president. Uh, okay. I did it, but it does not matter, Abraham Faber. They could not remove me from office. Soon I will win the 2020 election oh with God. the help of, quote word, Big Red. What? <laughs> What's code word Big Red? Code word Big Red. Can you hear moi, Big Red? Useful idiot to Big Red over. Now, it sounds to me, French Trump, like you're using my podcast to get in touch with Vladimir Putin? Big Red. Adam. Adam Felber. What? Big Red. Use a code word. Use no, I'm going to say Putin. I'm not in on your scheme, French Trump. Uh, you, you, you use the code word, Adam. There's something is in it for you. I am <laughs> excited to win in 2020 because my hotel hosts the inauguration party and a shitload of money goes to moi and my children. No one wants to work with my children, so it is good for the country. So it is not a crime. I would question that legal reasoning. No one wants to work with Don Junior. Well, I don't. He's obnoxious. Do you want to work with Don Junior? I don't even want you on my show. See, so it is not a crime. It is good for the country. No, just because nobody wants to work with Don Jr. doesn't mean that what you're doing isn't a crime. There's an emoluments clause to the Constitution. You funny emoluments clause. (laughs) Take that. I hate to criticize I a... stuff a pickled Dershowitz down your throat. <laughs> a pickled Dershowitz? I stuff a pickled Dershowitz down your throat, Adam Felbao. I'm going to give you an opportunity to try to say emoluments again with a French accent. Emoluments! Better! Okay! <laughs> emoluments! Yeah. Your funny emoluments clause! <laughs> 
I did it. I know you did. I won. I won. I won. Adam Feldbaum. <laughs> yeah, I guess. No you one did. can remove me from affairs except the American people. Not them either. <laughs> <laughs> God help us all. Hey, Adam, answer the phone. Answer what? the phone. Answer the phone. I'm just trying to get us through. Just answer the phone. Hello? I'm not the hundredth caller, right? Oh, it's Cher Ivy or whatever. Uh, Cher Eva. Thank Cher you for Eva. answering. Thank you. You're caller number 24, I'm, I'm guessing? Calling, oh, tw- yes, number 24. That's right. No, if I said it, then you're not psychic when you say it after me. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I knew okay. it. Uh, you know, something has happened in this room. What room? This room. Something has happened. I feel it. In the room you're in or the room I'm in? Uh, in the room that you're in. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm calling in on the phone. That's correct. I, right. knew, okay. I knew it. I knew it. I would hope. I knew it. Adam, when you were growing up in... In... Where you grew up. <laughs> Jericho, New York. Jer- yes, Jericho, New York. Yes. I knew it. I knew it. Did you? Yes. Okay. Oh, yes. I'm getting a sense of a little boy... An unhappy I was that. little boy. An unhappy little boy? A little boy who wanted to paint himself blue. What's that about, Adam? That's, uh, you see, here's something interesting, Sherry Eva. Yes. I never wanted to paint myself I blue. I knew it. I knew Not it. Not at any time. Uh, yeah. But to... Paula Poundstone, who is the co-host of the show, has established this fiction that I was some kind of big Smurfs fan as uh, a kid. So you were a big Smurfs fan. I was not. <laughs> not at all. Uh I'm I'm feeling something right now about Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks? Tom Hanks. There's nothing about Tom Hanks on my mind until you said Tom Hanks. I knew it. I knew it. Okay. Uh, now you're thinking about Tom Hanks now? Marginally? I'm kind of thinking about how to get out of this conversation, to be oh, honest with you. Oh, I yeah. knew it. I There's knew it. There's got to be an exit somewhere. You're not the first person who said that to me. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. So what are you What are you driving at, Sherry? Uh, I, I have to go right now. I have to go. Okay. Um... I'll call back. Okay. That's yeah. good. good. It was good talking to good you. Good talking to you, Adam. I knew you enjoyed talking to me. I knew so, Paul, it. is there anything I else that you're it. selling at your uh, your live events? I am. Uh, what could it be? Well, I think that you wanted to say that, for, for one, your your Butterfinger single. My Butterfinger single. Not my Butterfinger is still available uh, for download. And the are now available for download on my new website. PaulaPoundstone.com. It's going to be up any day now. Oh, now, I know in the past we have guaranteed yeah, that absolutely. it would be up by the time yeah. you hear this. Yeah. And then the shows have dropped and the new website hasn't been up. Yeah, but that was then. This is now. I talked to Captain Crinkle just before the show. Bonnie oh, Burns, your gosh. manager, our producer, and yeah. she said 600%. Yeah, she It's going to be up by the time the show drops. She nailed this uh, website designer down. Right. So that, that, that's this, for sure, by, right, Bonnie? About this website, yeah. Fuck if I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So less yeah. certainty than we had at the beginning yeah. of the year when we when we first promised. But, you know, once that site is up, you'll also be able to get something that you can only get live at Paula's shows right now, which is, of course, the Poundstone Pussy Pillow. You can't always even get them live at the shows. They keep selling out. The are they Pound really Stone. selling out? They yeah, really are? Yeah, they do. The Poundstone Pussy Pillow. So Wendell, your assistant, can't make them fast enough to stock at all your shows. Yeah. But these are, he's like, these are... He's like Dr. Manet from uh, Tale of Two Cities. He just... I'm sure that's how he know, identifies as well. He, he gets depressed and nervous, and then I can hear him in the sweatshop just with the sewing machine. Yeah, yeah. He, really he called me on. and he said he'll be free once once uh, someone guesses that damn dwarf's name. 
Oh, yeah, that's Rumpelstiltskin, isn't it? Yeah, well, don't tell oh, him that. You're going to lose your employee. Away. Okay. Um. Um, yeah, but no, no, those are available at, at most of my shows. Uh, Poundstone Pussy Pillows, which are a uh, maybe a three-inch by four-inch uh, pillow. Stuff, of, uh, stuff with catnip. Stuff with catnip and, and with a cat joke on one side. And the other side, I'm happy to autograph it to your cat. It's got a grommet, too. It does. It has a grommet, so you can tie a string and pull it around. I do not provide the string. Which is why I have jumped into this market, Paula. Yeah. Because for one, you don't supply the string to tie to the grommet so that you can pull the toy around the house to make the cat taste it. Make it more appealing. Exactly. Plus, I find that name, Poundstone Pussy Pillows, a little more, a little offensive. Mm -hmm. So what I do is I'm buying up these pussy pillows and tying a string to it and selling it under the rubric, less offensively, um, Felber's Feline Fun Bags. And uh, well, last week he had explained to me what a fun bag was. <laughs> anyway, if you'd like a if you'd like a Felber's, he feline... only knows fun bag because he had to look it up for the Bill Maher show. Nice, <laughs> nice callback, Poundstone. If you want one of Felber's feline fun bags, just buy a Poundstone pussy pillow, send it back to us, and I will tie the string to it for the low, low price of one dollar, and I'll even autograph right next to Paul's autograph. Wow, that's. That's an offer no one could possibly... <laughs> you know, speaking of cats, I have a cute little cat story, Adam. Oh, you do? When I used to help my daughter with her exercises early in the morning, I would sit on my feet. This She needed to be lying on her side but leaning up on a wall. Gotcha. Um, so I would, I would sit on my feet and hold her against the wall on her side using my knees, both hands, and sometimes even my head to keep her in place. And my cat, Hep, would sit on one side of my thighs and my cat, Deacon, would sit on the other side and they'd fight across my thighs leaving big claw rips across my legs. They're fine. I, I pet them. Again, that cute little cat story, doesn't. it sounds painful and non-cute. Yeah, well, you got to love them. And uh, for our listeners, that's some more of Paula Poundstone's Internet Passwords. We'll be back. <laughs> Fun fact, the first oranges were not actually orange. But as far as we can tell, even the very first artichokes were completely gross. Nobody's. I'm in the bathroom again. Adam hasn't said he noticed me feeling cute and confident the way the Fabletics ad claimed I would wearing their leggings, but he has definitely noticed that I use the bathroom a lot. If they claimed to make me feel cute and incontinent, they might have had a shot. Welcome back, all you nobodies. Now, Paula, ordinarily this would be the time for... Yes? Do you notice anything different about me tonight? Now, you've asked that several times. And the last time, you something like... You still haven't? I... Notice anything different? Well, now I have. In my... In my... In the way I carry myself? Yeah, you seem to be a little lighter in your step tonight. Like, as though some sort of enormous thing has happened in your life that you're keeping secret from me. No, that's not it. Okay. Ah. Uh... Why, Paula? Why? <laughs> Adam... I was testing the veracity of a claim of an advertiser tonight. Oh, okay. Uh, now, you've done this before. You've secretly tested something about a shampoo on me. Yeah. 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 Um, this one um, claimed that I would feel cute and confident. Okay. Have you noticed any confidence in me? Well, you generally have a certain confidence, sometimes ill-founded, but yeah. you have no, it. I, I don't think I've ever felt confident before. Well, you act confident. Yeah. You've got a bluster. Well, I, I'm wearing a pair of Fabletics. What are Fabletics? They're uh, leggings. And uh, Kate Hudson says that if you wear them, you'll feel cute and confident. 
Okay. And I was wondering if that, you know. If, if I noticed fe- anything. Yeah, exactly. But how would I notice how you feel? It really has to do well, with like. It would, come, it would come across, don't you think? Maybe. Yeah. I think it would. Yeah. yeah. The very fact that you're like, well, maybe makes me think, ladies and gentlemen, that. Do you feel you, cute? No, not at all. Do you feel no, confident? No, in fact, when I first put them on, my daughter, Allie, said, you got to do something about your butt. <laughs> so what did she really mean? T- I think she meant that my butt's kind of big and that in the Fabletics, the well, leggings. What are you supposed to do about it, though? I, I don't know. It, I don't think it's the sort of thing that there's a quick fix for. No. Um, but well, I'll you. Know, I, I love Allie, but that sounds yeah. downright rude. Yeah. Well, it sucks the cute and confident right out of you. Yeah, I can sure would. Yeah. I don't think any um, but I f- think Fabletics that- would be able to... Yeah, no, it's a lot to overcome. So I would say, uh, listeners, that, um, you know, of course, if you want to wear the Fabletics, you absolutely should. But um, I wouldn't count on a cute and confident feeling from it. Okay, well, that's good to know. Um, yeah. I'll just, just suggest something. something. Yeah. Just something for you and me. Yeah. In future. Yeah. Sometimes these segments that we do on the show are so much more rewarding if we let our co-host in on what we're doing. Yeah. Sometimes that might work. Okay. Just uh, an idea. <laughs> Um, usually this is a segment of the show where we would talk about messages that you might have to the listeners, but we've I have run a out message of time. For, no, we haven't run out. What? Are you fucking kidding me? We're not running out of time. Uh, Ray Horseman seems to think we are, but okay. No, we're not. Okay. I have a message for okay. the listeners. I know I don't have to tell you this, Adam, but we love doing this podcast. We do. However, it's a competitive world out there in podcast land, and only podcasts with lots of listeners can stay standing. That is true. It's Of it's course, Darwinian. the best way to get lots of listeners is for those who do listen to Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, the comedy podcast, to share that with their friends, it family, co-workers, way. and loved ones. It's the best way. It's a way. The problem is that that can be an awkward conversation. So I have written some simple sample dialogue to bring melody to that exchange. Try this. Listener's friend, when you told me you were creating a board game called Something Doesn't Seem Right Here, a game of political consequences, it never occurred to me it would be a runaway success. Congratulations, listener. Thanks, but it's not a runaway success everywhere. It's mostly Kentucky, West Virginia, Michigan, Iowa, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania. (laughs) Listener's friend, still they're flying off the shelves, right? I want to see what all the excitement is about. Can we play it? Listener, sure. It's really simple. Do you want to be red or blue? Listener's friend, I'll be blue. Listener, great. You start out by rolling the dice, and you move your piece around the board and read what's in the space you land on. Here in the center, there's a pile of red consequence cards and a pile of blue consequence cards. You pick from the blue pile after each move, and I pick from the red pile, and we do what the cards say. The player who lands here at the center first wins. Listener's friend. Okay, here I go. Four. Uh, Let's see. One, two, three. What exactly are we doing here? Four. Uh, Okay, here's what the space says. Sometimes you use your personal email account for government business. Pick a consequence card. Okay, now I pick a card. Go back three spaces. Okay. Your turn. Uh, Listener. I think I see where you're going with this. Uh, Okay. uh, uh, One, two, three, four, five. Spend years cheating on taxes, not doing your share, and then refuse to show your tax returns. Pick a consequence card. 
And here's my card. Move forward five spaces. Oh, I see. One, two, three, four, The red four, team has an five. advantage here is what we're saying. You go. Listener's friend. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, it's uh, going to be a con... Yeah. There's a message here. Three. People. One, two, Not three. Not subtle. Wear a helmet that doesn't fit right while you ride in a tank for a photo op. Pick a consequence card. Wow. Here we go. Go back five spaces. I, I can't go back five spaces. I'm only on four. Listener, just move it off the board onto the table. Listener's friend, this isn't really that much fun. That was 1998. We have to let it Listener, go. Listener, it gets better. Okay. Uh, here we go. Um, seven. Ask Russians to help you get elected. They do. You lie and obstruct justice during subsequent investigation. Pick a consequence card. Move forward three spaces. Is this really for our listeners at this point? Listener's friend. Because it feels personal. I don't think I like this game at all. Okay, three. Make a whooping sound during your speech to rally your supporters. Pick a consequence card. Here it is. Return to game box and cover with lid for three turns. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sakes, this is a shitty game. I mean, I'm happy for your success with the sales, but Jesus, that's not fun. How did you come up with the idea? Listener, I got the idea just from paying attention to the world around me, but I was always too shy to execute any of my ideas. And then I started listening to Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, the comedy podcast. I never told you before because it always felt awkward. See, Adam? Oh, I see. Listener's friend. That, that show told you to execute your ideas? Listener. No, but Paula tries some weird shit, and it's funny. She does balloon animals she and does hand not, puppets. Not really. It's kind of inspiring. Not to me. Plus, they have on expert guests, and I've learned a lot about marketing. Listener's friend, wow, I'm going to listen to Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, the comedy podcast, too. It sounds like a lot more fun than this game. All right. There you go. So, do you see how one at a time... I see how you worked through some shit right there. Yeah, yeah, one at a time. Are we you feeling good? Each? No, because you know what? I'm feeling frustrated. It seems so, like you're a lot more cute and confident than you were even before this segment. Listen, now, now you're shuffling a deck of I'm cards. I'm shuffling a deck of cards. Go ahead, pick a card. I don't um, want it. You want me to pick a card? No, I'm kidding. Oh, here, I'll All right, we're gonna go. This, this is enough. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you tired yourself out? Yeah, I'm exhausted. Oh, they're so, they're so cute. Comedians are so cute when they tucker themselves out. <laughs> Paula's just curling herself up into a little ball in the corner and breathing heavy. Yeah, yeah. Adam, answer the phone. Answer the phone. (laughs) Hello. Hey, hey, Adam, it's me, Mike. Boom, boom, boom. Am I the hundredth caller? No, Mike, you're number Ah, twenty-six. Fuck, twenty-six. That is so so. close. I can taste it from here, Adam. I can taste it. You know, it tastes tastes like. It tastes like. Uh, uh, it tastes like pigskins. Pigskins. It tastes like fried pigskins, man. You know what that reminds me of? I know. Yeah, you and me are gonna hang out after the game. We're not. Yeah. All right. See you then. Bye. Okay. <laughs> 
All right, nobodies. Remember, our email once again is nobody listens to Paul of Houndstone at gmail.com. And you can find me and Adam on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can find my remarkably soft tripolyblend t shirt with a self portrait on the left breast and a memorable quote on the back at paulapoundstone.com. Soon to be the new paulapoundstone.com. Well, that's our show. Nobody listens Any to Paul. Any minute now, that website's going to be up. <laughs> Honestly, it's up right now, right? Monty Burns, it's, it's up. up. It's <laughs> no, Bonnie, we have a website. We do you have guys. a We're website. Getting a new website. It, uh, the old website is somewhat old. It is best viewed in the Mosaic browser. Um, <laughs> if you if you have that, um, no, it's fine. You can go on there. It's you fine. Can go. It's, it's fine. You won't find pussy pillows or anything like, or, or coming up. podcast. Yeah, no. It's anyway. Oh. That's our show. Nobody listens to Paula Poundstone. Is hosted by Paula Poundstone and yours truly, Adam Felber. Produced by Paula Poundstone, Adam Felber, Bonnie Burns, Ken Liz Edmonton, Tony Anita Hall. Technical direction by Ray Horseman and mixing by Michael Hoagie. Special thanks again to tonight's house band, one of my favorite house band, Andre Alexander. You are the best. And thanks to our guest, Lou Raban, whose password is mittens27. (laughs) <laughs> Transcription services for the show provided by Transcribe Me. For your special Paula Poundstone's discount, use Paula Poundstone as your code when placing your order at transcribeme.com. Uh, Big Red, did you hear the name of that password? Mittens? What was it, Adam Fabel? I'm not telling you French Trump. <laughs> big red, big red. <laughs> That's our show, everybody. That's our show for tonight. Won't somebody please listen to me? That was exhausting. <laughs> big red. I know you are listening to Nobody Listens to Palapanstone. I took a picture of Federer's. It's Federer's. No, it's Roger Federer's. No, it's Federer's. Yeah, no, he just uh, lost a match. And so he was over there tonight uh, selling... He did lose in Australia. I know. You don't have to tell me that. He's selling upside-down refrigerators over there as a result. (laughs) The guy really takes his work seriously. A podcast network.